in our studio, both our wonderful friends, uh, Bennett Schachter and Joey Folkman. They are part of a committee that is bringing Nikki Haley to Bergen County. Those of you who are uh, intrigued by her candidacy for president of the United States, you have an opportunity to join Nikki Haley, that's Governor Haley, for a conversation on September the 20th, September the 20th. Everybody from Teaneck and Englewood and obviously anywhere else uh, in the tri-state area are invited to come. It starts at 8 p.m. that night. It's hosted by Norpac, Joey Folkman, Bennett Schachter, A.J. Schreiber, and many others uh, are uh, part of a committee that's in formation that's welcoming Nikki Haley to this area of New Jersey. Information, HaleyInNJ.com, HaleyInNJ.com. And uh, Bennett Schachter and Joey Folkman, welcome to both of you to jm in the am yeah, good morning nice to, i don't think either of you have been to any of my live shows ever am i right or wrong about that have you been i think you're right you may have played some music from silver's ever back in the day <laughs> oh my gosh but uh first of all let me say happy anniversary thank you very yes. much i think that you and i probably first met um back in 1983 right. in morasha i think uh you might have been my division head and Correct. i probably spent a lot of time together back then uh, I, I would i would think so <laughs> <laughs> Most likely approving of all of your uh, headgear and uh, and uh, <laughs> that's an inside joke, obviously. Lots of great history. A lot of good history is right. Bennett Schachter and Joey Folkman's here. We haven't seen you in a while. You get a big model. You know, people make fun of me that half my mechutanim come from Woodmere, half your mechutanim come from Florida. It seems <laughs> actually one hundred percent. It's one hundred percent. What's the story with the Folkman's and put, the Florida? It puts a lot of pressure on my youngest to where he's going to look for a, for a bride. But <laughs> well, come on, there's plenty of. Jewish communities down there. Come on, you know, you know, you, you look at it and you say that, like, you know, Yaakov was told, you know, to go to Haran, and Eliezer went, went to Haran. So I guess that's for us. It's uh, it's Florida. Yeah, they were told to go to the Sunshine State. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's good to welcome you both here. I mean, I don't know who wants to answer this first, but uh, there is a, to say the least, there is a tremendous amount of interest in the Jewish world about who the next president of the United States will be for a variety of reasons. Uh, there are a lot of issues out there, both domestically and uh, in terms of foreign policy, that our community is very, very concerned about. I think that that's a fair statement. A lot of people are not satisfied with the way things are going in both those areas right now. Uh, and there are, on the Republican side, I would say a qualified list of some very interesting people, and obviously one who's clearly in the lead right now, at least according to the media and polls, for the uh, candidacy on the Republican side for president. Why, Bennett Schachter, Nikki Haley? Well, first, let me just say that we are, we're blessed to live in a country that has been a tremendous supporter of Israel. And I think we can debate um, people's perspectives on various administrations and their, and their desire to support Israel the way we might want them to. Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell you that my dear friend Tom Nye is the former ambassador when um, President Biden came to office and Tom took the took the ambassadorship, said that we may disagree on how Biden supports Israel, but in his bones, he's the Ohev Yisrael. And so, first of all, I want to be say, I want to say that we have to be very appreciative for our country. Full stop. With regards to Nikki Haley, if there was any doubt about how convicted Nikki Haley is with regards to Israel, watch the first debate. If you didn't see it live, watch it now. Front and center, first debate. She put it all on the line and went at Ramaswamy's um, foreign policy with regards to Israel, where he said he wants to wean Israel off of American aid. She went full throttle on that topic and showed her strength and commitment to, to Israel 
and to our people. And that's just one of a number of things. If you just look at our history, look at as in the United in the United Nations, have we ever had such a supporter with such strength, with such conviction, who really fought our fight in a room that does not do that, unfortunately. And I think that for us as a, as a community, for us to support someone who supports us is critical. And I think it's a message to her. It's a Hakara Satov to her. It's a message to those who are wondering, what does the Jewish community feel like? Can I rely on their support if I support them? I think this, this, organi- this, this event, which, by the way, comes in the back of an event that happened in Deal a few weeks ago, very successful as well. So call a vote to the Deal community for doing that. I think that's a huge statement that we have to take upon ourselves to make. All right, so a couple of things. First of all, she did, she did pull a David Friedman at the U.N., that's which has to be recognized. I mean, she yes. literally, uh, you know, was uh, completely full throttle uh, for Israel, the type of person we want at the United Nations uh, under the previous administration. I mean, we'd prefer, you know, someone like that under every administration. But you get my point. Also, I look, I, you know, we could argue. I mean, it's obvious you're 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 supporting a Republican candidate. So no matter what the former ambassador may have or not have said to you. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that people are Ohevi Strolls in their bones, right? That's wonderful. But I'd also like them to be an Ohevi Stroll in their policy and in what they say to the world and how they behave. That would be that would be wonderful. And I think she's among those that, that are like the, that. Amongst the strongest. Right. Uh, much more than the current president. But again, that's just an observation. And lastly, how are you dealing with this whole there is a front runner who looks like he's unstoppable issue. Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? When, when people in the community say, is it worth doing all this, having an event on the 20th and throwing so much support behind her when this election to anybody who's not the front runner looks like a real long shot. So, so first of all, just to dovetail with what Bennett said, you know, today is being the, you know, the anniversary of nine uh, 11 and thinking back 20 some odd years ago and thinking how life was different then, right? Mm -hmm. In those days, it seemed that the country was a little bit more cohesive. What did we argue over? We argued over, as you said before, we argued over foreign policy and domestic, and, and, you know, domestic, largely the economy. Those were in the days where we would call ourselves Republicans and Democrats. Something happened over the last 20 some odd years that we call ourselves conservatives and liberals. And at that point, we started fighting about values. You could always compromise on foreign policy decisions. You could always compromise on economic decisions and find consensus in, in the country. Once you start talking about values, once you start trying to legislate values, everyone kicks in their heels that all of a sudden the things that are most important to them on every given day go to the wayside because there's some becomes some tag. I cannot tell you the number of people that I've approached to try and support events for for this. And they'll say, yes, you know, we love we love how Nikki is, you know, supportive of Israel. But, you know, we have questions on women's rights, isn't that? And I say, well, let me ask you something. The last 40 years, how many presidents signed legislation on uh, on abortion rights? There was one who attempted and it was overruled. Otherwise, no president has ever done it. How many presidents have passed a law relating to Israel? Every single one in a budget every single year. So we're willing to, we've gotten to the point in this country where we just put our, all our values aside for the things that are made. Now, to go to your, to, to, to go to your question, mm-hmm. let's remember that- you, You've just, by the way, summed up uh, the way a lot of people describe certain Jewish neighborhoods politically. It's a, it's when a, they want a strong 
foreign policy pro-Israel, but on social issues, they're, they lean much more to the left. And, and by the way, you should know that in a lot of situations where people have said to me that they don't want to do something, that they're reluctant, it's not because they wouldn't, it's be, it, and not that they have any stake in the game when it comes to women's rights or anything else, it's simply because they're afraid of how they're going to be viewed. It's become identity right. politics, it's become, it's become about values, and here you have Nikki Haley, whatever her feelings are on certain things, she's practical, and I think that's where that that's where it comes down to that that the country needs to just have a a, a president you know uh, i was at the i was at the uh the um debate and it was just remarkable that everyone on the can on the on the stage there really kicked their heels into the ground on values and she was the only one who said look I'm probably, the, you know, I, you know, I have personal reasons why I'm, my values are strong. But at the end of the day, let's find consensus. But to your, but to your question of how to handle the front runner, let's remember that, you know, Bob Dole was 40 points ahead in, I think it was 1996 or 1992. I forget which one it is. And he blew almost the entire thing before the Iowa caucus is the only one he barely got by the, by the skin of his teeth. It's, it's definitely happened before. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Three, four weeks ago, when I was talking to people, they said they don't even want to be involved with Nikki Haley. Who's Nikki Haley? Now, all of a sudden, one debate, and they're realizing something that, you know, we've, you know, Bennett and I have known. And I, I, I have what a did fa- she gain? Do we know what she gained nationally in terms of numbers from she, that one debate? I mean, she's, did she go up five points? She's almost, she's almost polling tied with DeSantis in, the, in New Hampshire. Oh. Remember, there's, you know, right. poll, remember, 97 out of the 100 of the top right. newspapers before Trump won his election, said that he was losing. Right. So what are the yeah, polls Yeah, I matter? get it. But, but, but the buzz, the buzz the buzz is incredible. And, you know, you have somebody here who's just coming out and saying, there's, I mean, I'm, I, I have a personal experience with this because we have a factory. My family's company has a factory down in South Carolina. And so she was my governor back in, mm. in you know, in the late uh, 2000s and uh, the beginning of the teens. And, you know, we saw there, she, that state was the first state to pass anti-BDS legislation right. under her, under her, we made a big deal about that here. Right? Okay, she she um, she was the first uh, um, governor to have them remove the Confederate flag from the from the state capitol. Right. She's unabashed in her support for it. I could tell you as a as a as a uh, employer down in South Carolina, we couldn't find people. The unemployment rate when the unemployment rate was four five percent in America, three four, it was two three percent down there. You could literally couldn't find people. She's an, an incredibly effective administrator, and she says what she means, and she means what she says, and and she's just a normal person. It's it's it's. It, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think, I guess you could say not everybody on that stage could be could fair. be called that. But I think I think Joe hit the nail on the head, which is that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think that the the cadence of a campaign is like there's momentum swell that then leads to more fundraising, which then leads to more advertising, which then leads to more brand recognition, which then leads to higher polls. And so you got to be strategic about when you start that process. And like I don't know if you saw, but like Doug Burgum just started advertising right. now, right? So like. I think that when you think, when you see what Nikki's about to do and coming out of the debate, I think that that was really indicative of, of, a, of a shift in momentum where I think people realize that of all the candidates on the stage, if there was one candidate, and this has been seconded in a lot of the press, if there's one candidate that the Democrats are most afraid of, it's Nikki Haley because she will carry the middle politically, she will carry the right politically, and she will carry a big percentage of the left politically. And the women's vote. And the women's vote. And, you know, so, and, and Nachum, that, that, you know, what Bennett's saying, this is the key, this is the biggest problem, is that she, and this has been known for quite a while by their campaign, that she would win the general election. The problem is whether she can win. The problem is whether she can, and where I think a lot of people are voting with, um, either with ego or with, with emotion, and they're not voting with common sense. 
to you know there are other candidates that are running and some that um, you know without naming front runners this and that but they didn't create republican policy and dogma that republican policy and dogma about low taxes strong borders remember something in 1990 in, i forget it was 1996 1998 um bill clinton spoke at the state of the union and said we're a nation of immigrants, but we're also a nation of laws. Right. And that's why we're go- we, the Democrats, are going to invest in border security, border patrol, all these things. And the place, How ironic. The place cheered. Right. Democrats and Republicans. Now look, with, you know, fast forward, all of a sudden it's anathema well, to say something. Well, totally different party now, the Democratic so, Party. You know, so you've got somebody, so you, you've got this situation where you've, you've got, uh, you, you've got you, you, you've, you, people have to start saying to themselves, yeah, it'd be nice to have somebody who is saying everything we want to hear all the time. But they have to ask themselves a question. Will that be? Will that make them feel better when they're sitting home afterwards right. and they've lost? All right, where is this conversation with Nikki Haley taking place? Do we have a location for it? Yeah, so we're going to have, there's a, there's a small VIP get-together at my house um, before, before the um, broader communal event. And then there's going to be a communal event at 7.30. We'll update that for travel schedules. We're going to do it at 7.30 at the Knickerbocker Country Club, which is right um, on the border of Tenafly and Bergenfield. But, um, and so um, if anybody is interested in the, uh, in the small VIP event, um, please reach out to Joey and me, and you'll find ads in the Jewish Link and a lot of the local papers this coming week. And, um, and also you can register for the town hall event, which is free of charge. Um, and so I think it's, great, it's a great opportunity for everyone to come here, a presidential candidate. But I want to say one more thing about your question, Nachum, which was about, like, why, why would we support Nikki and why now? And I think that, you know, in addition to what we said, I think there's a very critical message that events like this send to the broader Republican um, community, which is that if the, if the local people are getting, are getting supporting or getting behind Nikki and supporting her and there's this big swell of momentum, that sends a message to the larger Republican Party, which says this candidate actually is reaching people on the ground level. She's not aloof. She's not unattainable. She's not unrelatable. She is one of the most charismatic, one of the most committed, one of the most experienced, not one of the most experienced, and both domestically and foreign policy wise. Um, I think that's really what we have to say. Like, we want to support this candidate. That sends a message to the larger funders. And then when you get that kind of swell, that leads to more money. And I think that's going to be a big thing that helps change the trajectory. I think she's already up and to the right, but that will only that will only accelerate over the next number of weeks. Again, as I alluded to earlier, I think uh, this area, Bergen County, is a real good a litmus test when it comes to candidates because of some of the things we said, especially with the attitude people have toward foreign policy in Israel and at the same time, the way they deal with domestic issues. So the proof's in the pudding. Is there a good reaction so far or not? People are ecstatic. I mean, it's, really? how cool is it? How so cool is it? So it should be a packed town hall. We already have a packed town hall and we'll have overflow space, which I think is great. But I mean, how cool is it that a presidential candidate is stumping in our community to send us a message that she is literally standing by us hand in hand on supporting our issues, supporting Israel, supporting all the things that we care about. That's and, super cool. And literally the only one when right. I was the only one who brought up Israel and brought it up in a positive way. And you had to hear in the room the enthusiasm when she spoke as compared to when other people spoke there. It's, it's, I find it still to this day remarkable that from MSNBC to Fox and everyone in between, everyone gave her the highest marks. But then when you asked, when they then polled Republican voters, she placed third or fourth. Hmm. You know, so people, the people in the general, the New York Times is writing her up. I mean, it just across the board, she's getting such wonderful uh, response for 
And yet there's just this feeling that, that, um, you know, that, that people just want to have, you know, that, that there's like an, there's like, it's almost anger politics, right. like a Dafka politics. And I think people have to be, look beyond that and say, who's the person that we could put in there who will really take care of us. I hear that. Uh, Joey Folkman and Bennett Schachter and many others, uh, invite you to join Nikki Haley for a town hall and conversation September the 20th. Uh, here in Bergen County. Uh, if you're interested in the town hall, if you're interested in the pre-town hall private get-together, you could RSVP at the following address. Go to HaleyInNJ.com, Haley, H-A-L-E-Y, InNJ.com. Uh, for information, there's no cost associated with the event. Be in touch with the committee and uh, make sure to be there for a very important get-together. I take this opportunity to wish both of you a Shana Tova, and good luck with and the event. You, and to you, and Mazel Tov again. Thank you Nachum, Thank you. Thank you for all that, you, you can, that you've done for 40 years for the Jewish community writ large, and thank you for this. And to be distracted by Jay's great wines here, I mean, uh, I don't even know what to say. Jay, this is a great selection. A tough test for radio guests, what can I tell you? More breakfast. coming up, it's Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Shana Tova.